See, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of this Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mad Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. Here with me this week, my good friends, Ek to Fly, Eric Trambicki, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina, and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome back to the show. We have SummerSlam week coming up. Before we get to that, uh, check out our throwback last week, SummerSlam 2000. Check out Falls Count Anywhere. Should be here at the end of the week. We have the hot tag. Uh, we have a perfect edge, I believe, coming soon with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Uh, if you like the show, please subscribe. Give us five-star reviews on iTunes. Um, Icons of Wrestling at 2300 Arena, House of Hardcore. We were there. If anyone is listening who we met there, it was great to meet you. What would you guys think of this House of Hardcore compared to previous ones? Uh, I'll take the reins and say it was another great day, another fun event. Um, Semi, what you would say, a, a lackluster card. Even though there wasn't a card per se, <laughs> yeah. uh, Tommy Dreamer did a good job filling up the place to some extent mm-hmm. without announcing one match, not having a big marquee star for the event. Um, either way, good show, decent matches, good time with the good brothers. Mm-hmm. Alo, it was a fun show. Ca- caught some heat. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Some with a guy named Montel. Yeah, vintage madness. <laughs> yes, he did feel the madness on Saturday night. I will tell you that. Yeah, Matt Madness has so much power. Yeah, so much power. <laughs> but it was a good, it was a good time. Like Eric said, um, Dreamer even acknowledged that he didn't advertise a card for a specific reason, but he did a good job for what he did for what he did have. So I did, a, I did enjoy myself. Of course, we'll be back next time. Yeah, Pratt. Uh, so. Thanks to everybody who, any new listeners that came from the Icons crowd, thank you so much for finally tuning in. We were happy to meet you. Uh, got a lot of love at Icons. And then House of Hardcore came. I thought it was a really good card for something that they didn't announce. Um, one of the best angles i ever seen shot live with Joey Mercury and uh, mm. and Dreamer. Getting some color. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, a lot I, of color. The funny thing was, I looked at Pash, and I'm like, he's about to turn heel. And literally, like, a minute later, there goes the nut shot. Yeah. And off to the races. Mm -hmm. Um, Another good main event by Sammy Callahan. Dude continues to deliver. He's someone that WWE really missed the boat on, but I'm glad we get to watch him in the setting we do at the 2300 Arena. I'm glad you said that because I've been thinking about this since Saturday. Did they miss the boat on him? Or are they just so, like, sterilized? That he just can't be who he is with them. Sterilized. Because he had he was a hacker. And yeah. I'll, I'll say a mix of like I remember when we went to that first NXT house show mm-hmm. in Philly, twenty fifteen. I remember him being there and I remember watching him on NXT TV, you know, in weeks to come and I was like not into it at all. I was like, Alright, this guy's clearly a jobber, you know, he's just he's filling a space. Um, I couldn't get behind the character. Uh, I think the first 
first house hardcore we went to, I remember seeing him, and I was like, oh, I was like, you know, that's a guy from NXT, mm-hmm. and kind of like how you said about so many people, like, that was just a guy. Like, that's a guy from NXT, he's here in the old ECW arena, he has a match, boom. Four months later, we saw him and Ricochet rip the building to shreds, mm-hmm. and that was not the match that I was most excited for yeah. there, but that was the best match that night. Um, we seen him again kill it, time in and time out for House of Hardcore. I even told him live, and you know, there's only few WWE matches that I've seen live that I could put it up against. But I told him I was like, you know, most likely the best match I've ever seen live was you and Pentagon Jr. April this year. Yeah, that match was insane, and I think as much as they may WWE may have missed the ball, dropped the ball, I think what he's doing now in the Indies is. Not saying that he didn't do anything to cause a buzz before, but I think this may be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I think now he gets to be him. And the one thing that we don't get to see in House of Hardcore is the dude can talk. But he doesn't have to. He just goes and slaps and knees the crap out of whoever he's facing. He's got a manager in the Indies, you know? Yeah, and and the manager's great. I think that's a great touch. He's so good. And... uh, Congratulations, Jeff Cobb, for finally making it to Philadelphia. <laughs> um, I'm still sour on you from WrestleMania weekend, but uh, I respect your in-ring work. I'm excited for you to be on the hot tag this week. What a monster he is, dude. He's a big dude, and he was throwing Sammy around. I mean, Sammy's not a huge guy, but... No, but... The stuff that, like, the superplex, like, Pash was kind of, like... I looked over, and he was, like, cringing. Uh, like well, a, as, I, as I'm known to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was scared to death, but I was like, oh, this is one of the strongest dudes I've ever seen. No, yeah, for sure, but it was a lot of fun. Like, I enjoyed it, and I can't wait till November. Yeah, November 18th. I told I told Sean Walker a couple of days prior, um, you know, since he was coming with us, he asked, he's like, you know, is there any match now? And I was like, you know, Tommy Dreamer puts a, a tweet out a few weeks in advance that nothing for the Philadelphia show will be announced. And I was like, the only thing I can tell you, judging by the flyer, aside from knowing Tommy Dreamer and Bubba Ray will be there, there's a guy named Sammy Callahan, and he will rip the the house down. That right there should put asses in seats. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How much fun was the Rock and Roll Express, though? That was awesome. Got <laughs> and that was something you didn't expect. I, 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 knew, I knew there would be that nostalgia match with them, but I think they went in such a better route doing a six-man tag with, with Bubba. I mean, it, it was so good. I know someone else that I know that Alo became a fan of Zachary Wentz that weekend. <laughs> he has been emailed. <laughs> <laughs> Hope to hear from you soon, Zach. Zach, come embrace the madness, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the seeing the Rock and Roll Express was really cool. Uh, seeing Bubba is always a treat. Yeah, MJF sitting next to us at our table at Icons for what'd you say about an hour? Oh uh, yeah, maybe an hour and a half. Uh, giving us a hard time, shooting on us a little bit. Living the gimmick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know uh, Donovan took offense to, to some of MJF's, uh, uh, some of the things he said, some of his insults. Uh, I, I laughed the whole time. I thought his performance ringside was incredible. <laughs> I laughed the whole time. When he was dead. So when he came out and his suit was wrinkled, and people started chanting, iron that suit. And you could tell he was trying good as will hard as goodwill suit. Well, that no. wasn't the, the first one was first iron, iron that suit. Because he said it's pressed. It's pressed. <laughs> and he was trying so hard not to laugh. Then it went to goodwill suit. Somebody was chanting Plato's closet. 
It was awesome. <laughs> I remember hearing Plato's Closet and yeah. Donovan looking over like, I bought some of my best shoes at Plato's <laughs> Closet. <laughs> Uh, I did not hear that, but it was funny. And the, the way, yeah, the way he sold getting thrown out of the ring, he just laid completely motionless for like five or six minutes, was awesome. What a guy! Yeah, he was great. <laughs> uh, but we may as well transition into SummerSlam. Uh, this is a brand, not exclusive brand. show, a double brand show. Uh, I would assume the main event is going to be the Fatal Four Way with Roman. Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, and Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. What did you guys think of the way that they built... I'll start with you, Prep. They built to like the go-home for this. They made it the final segment, closed the last show with it. What, what were your thoughts? Look, for me, anytime Heyman gets a mic, especially... Heyman basically tells you in the beginning... I'm here to sell this pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, he literally says, like, look, I'm here to give you the final spiel. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and he, and he breaks down everybody. Obviously, Roman gets the most heat. Because His face when he, meant, when he brought up Roman Reigns was awesome. Like, just waiting for the booze to come down. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, like, Heyman always knows what to say. Mm-hmm. So it's like the guy who defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And it's like, whoa. Like, yeah. they rained down the booze. I mean, and then, of course, the angle, the fight at the end, is always awesome for me. And it was good to finally see Brock and Strowman together. But me, personally, I'm just hoping for Joe. I need Samoa Joe to win this match. Ayla, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was a good ending. Um, It it actually fit because I know we've gotten these pull-apart brawls between these combination of these four a lot in the last in, in the past month, but I thought it was a nice touch because I, that's what it is. It's like you wanted your monster movie, and you really do have your monster mm-hmm. movie. And I like Heyman constantly putting it over Brock Lesnar and, and he how he is the champion. And if he does lose, and he, basically how he's allegedly set up to lose, and if he do, if he does lose, he's, yeah, this whole thing was engineered so Brock isn't the champion. Yeah. So, which I would not mind. No, like, like prep. I'm pulling for Joe, but I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> but never I, say never. But I, I love Roman. I love Roman coming out, not saying a word, awesome. just spearing Joe. And they've booked Roman great for for the last couple of months now because he's hardly said much. And when he does say something, he says every little thing to get under your skin. Yeah. And then the fact we well, have the Roman spear Joe, and then Strowman power slam Roman. I love Brock just sitting in the corner. Just chilling. She just waited. <laughs> like, 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 okay, what what now? Like, what, you mm-hmm. want this? And I like the fact that, that they were the last two standing because we've never seen those two go toe-to-toe before. And that's something we've been waiting for. Yeah. Like, that was kind of billed, I think, leading into the Rumble last year, wasn't it? It might have even this been year. last this summer year. they were kind of talking, like kind of theorizing that they were going to have a match. Um, I love that Heyman actually said that this was going to be a horror movie. I've been calling it a monster movie since before they even we knew this was going to happen. Um, I was like, thought it was good, not great, until because I was like, I feel like this has fallen flat a little bit. We've seen so many of these brawls in, I'd say the last six in 2017, the last part of 2016. We've seen a lot of these. Um, the last kind of two flurries when the locker room cleared and. Brock got away for a little bit, and then Braun got away for a little bit before they got separated. I thought really sold it. Eck, did you like the way that they brought this home? Yes and no. Um, the, the opening promos, everything good. A big nitpick in 
in the back of everyone's mind the idea where two uh, two things that I think all four of us have in common. I want to say, I mean, you didn't get to say it, but my best friend in prep already said they're pulling for Joe. I think the best way this show can end is if Joe wins. Uh, I want Joe to win the most. I'm hoping Joe wins. But they're they're saying if Brock doesn't win, you know, the suspicion's supposed to be that you won't see him. He'll be going to the UFC. My whole thing is, and we've seen what happened in years past with, you know, him not wanting to work well when he was getting ready for the UFC. I hate how you get the physicality between Roman and Joe, and then Braun and Roman. And then once it's time for Brock to get physical, the security guard, it was like the predictability right there is what rubbed me the wrong way. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Once Brock's going to do something, this is what... But everyone could get physical once it's Brock's time. And that's what, you know, of course, they, they got away a little bit, and they got to beat up a little bit of the roster, and Brock got to throw some security guys. So that's my biggest nitpick. I'm looking forward to the match. I think the match should deliver. Um, obviously, I think we all know Brock's scheduled for the next pay-per-view mm-hmm. and the next night in, um, in New York. So... Hopefully, maybe he just wants to cash in on the rematch clause and say, you know what, despite, you know, I didn't lose. I don't know. That's the best way I'm hoping for it. Yeah. I I think the same thing. I want to see Joe in. I think he deserves it. He's earned it. Um, a guy who had real no no really no need to be in NXT actually used his time there and got better. Yeah. The guy who was already really good got better while he was there. And and he said before in interviews, I mean, he was offered the NXT position and he said in an interview he's like I was offered a job in NXT and they I was told it's not a guarantee you'll make it to the to main roster. We may just use you as a name to put over there. And he's like, "You know what? I'll go in there and I'll I'll just make that place better so they want me. Yeah, he's been better on Raw than he was mm-hmm. in NXT, and that's saying a lot. It is. He's been awesome. And this gets into something I know you guys, we've all talked about a lot on this show, is I almost feel like they're like, okay, we have something with Joe. We can hold off on it. And it's like they always are so ready to hold off, but you don't know when somebody's going to get hurt. You don't know what's so going to happen. My, my big theory with that is, so the, the good thing I like about this show, about SummerSlam, the thing I think, again, collectively, the four of us, our avid listeners, I'm sure they as well, don't want Brock to keep the title. Mm-hmm. We want to see this belt that's been around for just a year. We want to see that thing on a weekly basis. Yeah, one-year anniversary. So my my whole thing is, with Brock being booked the next night after Paul Heyman threatening for them to leave and being booked for the next pay-per-view, okay, cool, he's going to win. Roman Reigns, as my best friends just said, he... Is over here, not talking, delivering stuff so much better, and we'll get to something later on. But some friends of his may leave with titles, and some nostalgia. Some people may want to see the three of them leave with titles like they have once before. Samoa Joe is booked where that's where a lot of people, despite him being healed, that's the soft spot. The soft spot for the four of us. We want to see Joe leave with the title. Yeah. I think if the title changes hand, what most people are thinking is it's going to go to Braun. If it, it's one of those things we've been saying on the show. Braun doesn't need the title; he's like his own attraction. If plus he's young, I mean, out of these between Joe and um, 
Braun, and uh, Joe and Braun, of someone on the main roster that hasn't had a world title, Joe's obviously got many years mm-hmm. on him. I mean, obviously, that's the time to go with him is now. Yeah. So, prediction? I'm predicting Joe. Pratt? Joe. Alo. I'm going to go with Brock, and I think since Brock's booked for No Mercy, I think that's when he drops the title. In controversy. So, that was just me. And again, my, my guess is going ba- basically on how I wanted to. But it's just like, we, we I complained about this a few weeks ago. How many different people are there that, like when Jericho came back, I said, well, good. That was one time they're actually paying attention to someone getting their rematch calls. Yes. How many people did not, like, this universal title, I mean, despite the red leather, people, like, it was the match last year, the SummerSlam match, it was booed because of the belt. Balor's hurt, he doesn't get his rematch. Owens loses the belt, he doesn't get his rematch. Goldberg loses the belt, he doesn't get his rematch. We don't want that. <laughs> Someone might. But I'm just saying, no, no one gets a rematch from the sand belt. So, I think the best thing they could do, Brock, Brock loses it con- Okay, they don't pay attention to the rule of him having to defend it 30 days. Pay attention to the rule that he gets his rematch. Let him let him lose his rematch, and then boom, on to the next thing. Good. Send him off to UFC. Send him to the Octagon. Bring him back for a nostalgia thing someday. Yeah, and I think Strowman's the one that beats him next month at No Mercy. Hmm. Um, I... Still feel like Brock's going to win. I'm going to go out on a limb and predict Joe as well, only because from what we've heard, Heyman is actually lobbying for Joe. That could go a long way. And that's what I want to see happen. So I'd rather be... I'd I'd like to be right and be happy at the same time. I'm going to be unhappy anyway. I don't want to be right, too. I want to pick Joe, too, but you know how the heart plays tricks on you. Yeah. (laughs) If Brock wins, who do you see taking the fall? I'd say Roman. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to see. Uh, women's division was Bailey. Now it's Sasha Banks because she beat Nia Jax. Did you guys enjoy this match as much as I did? I did. Prep? Yeah, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Eck? Hey. The commentary, uh, I was, you know, a little behind, so I had a little bit of Troy's commentary talking about. <laughs> he's better than Michael some, Cole. Some, some, he's <laughs> sufficiently better than Michael Cole. He's the gonna, lifeguard stand for Alexa Bliss was a great touch yes. on this. Yeah. Touch. <laughs> How about I love Corey Graves? Hi, look, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again. The last week was his collar. Now it's like, hi, yeah. look, Cole. Uh, but in regards to the, if I like the match, I'll be honest, I've seen the match so much, or those two in matches so much, I don't think I gave it enough tension. Hmm. Well, the one thing I did like about the match is, like you said, you saw it so many times, but they actually gave it more of a story this time. It was Sasha's experience versus Nia's strength. And that's the story of the match, because Nia was dominating her, but every time Sasha countered, they could say, oh, there's an experience. Even when Nia hit the second Simone drop, she just rolled out the ring. Oh, there's Sasha's experience. And that's how they sold it. I said, the crowd was hot from the beginning. It's like both crowds I thought were fantastic mm-hmm. this week, and we always say that also helps it yeah. helps the show, helps the show, especially on tel- especially for your TV program with Raw and SmackDown. And saying the match was really really good, and they gave it the time because you know the first match on the first match of the Raw always gets, if not the most, mm-hmm. it'd be the second most amount of time. But they actually went out there and killed it out there, killed it. And I'm looking forward to this match. I still think we're getting shorthanded with the whole Sasha Alexa thing, but remember it wasn't supposed to be. Sasha's supposed to be Bailey. Yeah. So 
we'll see how we'll see how it goes. But I am looking forward to this match. I thought the, the match at Great Balls of Fire was fantastic, and per a source, a reliable source of mine, the heat is real between Sasha. And no, no, I believe. I was, I was we get to that. So speaking of that, speaking of SummerSlam, it was last year where there was the botched incident with Charlotte mm-hmm. and Sasha. I mean, what are you guys expecting from the match? I think it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be great because first, uh, let me just the, the the match with Nia and Sasha, super physical. Mm-hmm. It's borderline oh, like yeah. a strong style match. She <laughs> beat the crap out of Sasha, yeah. and Sasha like. I legitimately got nervous. Like, I was Judging like, by Prep's text, I thought someone died. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, yo, what's going on? Like, Sasha really looked like she was getting hurt. Yeah. It was, like, I bought in. Mm-hmm. It, it, they did a really good job selling it. I thought, uh, interesting that you mentioned that they, they talked about the experience, because that was one of the things I thought. How quickly time marches on when you watch WWE every week that, like, to me, I still kind of feel like Sasha's new, <laughs> but it's funny to see her being billed as the one with all the experience. I mean, obviously Nia's newer, mm-hmm. but it's funny that she, I feel like she's so young and so new still, but she's the experienced one. And I thought the transition to get to the finish was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but to get to X point, I think it's going to be good. It's not going to be great because we still are getting cheated out of a build with these two. They had a match before where they didn't really build too much to it. We haven't had a build between these two. We haven't had much interaction, really, between the two of them. So I think that's going to take something away from it. I think at least the good thing is, this is the match where people wanted before Bailey got you know thrown in there. Yeah, but so. Bailey was going. Um, Bailey was going to win the title, and Sasha was going to turn heel, no doubt. That 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 had that had to be where they were going. Either, either it, way, I mean, it's not, it's not what's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping we, you know, they. It's one of those things you you feel like in past you usually see the people that typically do have heat and do dislike each other. You do get the good matches out of it. My other thing is a huge match like this. I'm always terrified Sasha's going to kill herself because <laughs> I know she's going to try to do something to get a reaction, and I'm always terrified that it's going to go bad. Yeah, because even at Great Balls of Fire, we we, we we said like Alexa was like stiff in the hell out of Alexa, mm-hmm. and part of my source, this was a shoot. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically a shoot. They really have like real life tension between each other, and he also said that sometimes you can't. Tell, tell the difference between Mercedes and the boss. <laughs> per my reliable source. Big Dave? No. Uncle Dave? No. A good friend of the show. <laughs> he, I, um... He listens to us in Rosenberg, but we're more relevant than Rosenberg. Oh, okay. I oh, see. absolutely we are. Yes. Yeah. I just think, and I mentioned this before, Sasha is very big on, like, I was the nerdy, dorky girl growing up that loved wrestling and always wanted to do this. And Alexa was this fitness model who they were like oh you're hot let's get you in here to do this and she's got like this resentment towards that like it's kind of almost if you like if you like a band before they get popular and then three years later everybody knows who they are like you you start to not like the band anymore like Drake for me okay good good example it's yeah she's got like some resentment there because she's like I'm real and you're not and she'll never have the respect for Alexa that she has for Somebody like Bailey, who also hmm? was you, in the same. Best. <laughs> best friend I ever had. Yeah. Do we have predictions on this one? Prep, do you have anything to add about it or no? Sasha wins. Alexa wins. Sasha. I'm, I'm very interested to see. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, when they have to sw- switch plans, they usually give it to the person anyway. But I'm really interested to see 
if Sasha the one when Bailey does come back, if Sasha the one that turns heels turns heel on Bailey, or or ba- or Bailey turns heel on Sasha, because remember you said last week when Bailey got booed, it was like, this is this is a sign of WWE. It's like you're not doing something right, mm-hmm. and Bailey couldn't even handle it last week. So I'm interested to see where they go, but Sasha does definitely win the title. I did have this this thought in my head driving here that what if Sasha wins Bailey comes out to congratulate her at the end and Sasha just stiffs her I, I can see that I, I'm not really I'm going to make a prediction that Alexa Bliss is going to win only because almost everything I guess about Sasha ends up being wrong <laughs> Yeah. so I'm just going to say Alexa's going to retain because they didn't really plan to go with Sasha obviously because I thought two months ago when Sasha got a lot of uh, social media buzz for being at the BET Awards, I think she was at like some Nickelodeon thing. Next I was like, oh, they may realize, like, oh, wait, she could be like a star. Let's go with her. They gave her the title shot, and then she didn't win. So I don't know. I'm just going to say Alexa. I do like Prep's idea, but I don't think they'll have Billy take bumps because of her shoulder because she's still wearing it in the sling. Yeah, when you said you stiffer, you mean like just forearms. Oh, no, I, I would need a beatdown. That's what I would need. Yeah, I, I mean, she could, she could still do that too. I would like that. But it sucks. I I think Sasha's gonna regain the title. Like, or then could they, then could you they can justify it. her being on the shelf for a long time. You could also, it could also just be Sasha wins the belt. Her music comes on. Her music get cuts off by Bailey's music coming out, and maybe nothing even has to happen. But that's like the seed planted of like. You're almost like Sean was pissed at Brett still being in the ring when he won the Iron Man match. And he was yelling at Hebner, I believe, like, get him out of the ring. It would be like Sasha, kind of like, you're you're trying to take my moment from me. Well, you know Earl Hebner doesn't know any better. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I Did you hear the rumor that he's coming back? I don't want that. Get him away from, <laughs> from my television. He's coming back for his Hall of Fame. Get him off my television. First referee, first referee to go in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> my best friend's inducting him. He's so bad. Yeah. Intercontinental Championship. Do they have anything on SummerSlam? They had a six-man tag. Nothing's announced. Six-man tag with Jason Jordan and the Hardys against the Miztourage. Uh, Jason Jordan got booed. (laughs) Could have told you that was coming because they have not done nothing with it. You got to give them crap for throwing them with the Hardys to try to get them cheered. Yeah, it's just like the easy thing they could have done to make this work was have him do things with Angle. It didn't even have to be what you suggested about the, the goofy tossing around the pigskin stuff. But you could like... Like have their relationship be part of the story. Yeah. I, I don't know how they fix this at this point. It's, yeah, you can't. Because I remember I was saying weeks ago that I need weeks to judge this, but this is this this is not good because it's like there's nothing develop. There's no character. Well, father son development mm-hmm. in this story. It's just like, hey, you're gonna face Jason Jordan. Hey, Axel, you're supposed to face Jason Jordan. That's it. There's nothing like between the two. You you don't even, you don't even see them together in, in at all. So it's like, okay, you if it wasn't if it wasn't for Corey Graves tell, telling us like, oh yeah, I helped bring them back together, you would you you would even know that's Kurt Angle's son. And you can see there's like potential in it, at least for me, when the Miz confronted Angle and he was like, you know what, like Axel's not gonna face Yeah. Like I'm gonna face your son. Yeah. And Angle's like, Oh, I'm sure Jason would love that. Yeah. Like yeah. I laughed when he said that. I did too. It was like that like you could have made something with the two of them being involved with each other. It's just like you made it happen, and now he's just going out there on his own, smiling and waving, and it, it's not working. I do like that the Hardys are kind of being more blatantly 
They're broken characters. Well, Woken. <laughs> yeah, Woken. Yeah, I, so I did uh, enjoy that. Match was fine. But yeah, I don't. We're not. Are we not going to see the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam? Pre-show, maybe last minute. Maybe last minute. Well, they're seeing well, well, matches it, already. You might see it, but I'm sure it won't be defended. They got two-hour pre-show, so they might announce something on .com. Well, the cruiserweight matches on the pre-show. So, they t- so, that. so is the SmackDown tag titles. Yeah, I did. They just that. moved those. Damn. <laughs> After that match at Battleground, you think that match would make it onto the main show? Be- best show from Battleground, and then boom, there you go. Sorry, Xavier. Yeah. If you want to explain your frustrations, we got a place for you. Yeah, well, he I sent him an invite onto the show. <laughs> Haven't heard back yet, but obviously it's the biggest party of the summer. He, he has so rated, sure rated our DMs to reply to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, tag team division. We had the opening segment. Dean Ambrose comes out. Here we go. Kind of, first of all, I'm just going to say I love this segment. I don't know if everybody did. I loved it. I haven't read really any social media about it because I'm always watching from behind. Skip it. Um, There's haters out there. Dean coming out basically saying, I know everybody's wondering what's going on with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I'm wondering the same thing. He's playing games. Seth comes out. Ultimately says, like, look, you can't make up your mind what you want to do. If you make up your mind, my mind is made up. Uh, He reaches the, the fist out. Dean denies it. They end up getting into a brawl. Actually, did did Seth ultimately end up? I think they each denied each they, other. They both, they both denied each other, yeah. Before so, then I'm like, what are they like? What are you doing at yeah. this point? They end up getting into a brawl. Sheamus and Cesaro come. Brawl was a good touch. It was a good touch and good commentary as well. Mm-hmm. Dean makes the save on Seth. Word to Seth, Yeah, Seth in return makes the save for Dean. And maybe my favorite part, and I have been lower on Dean than a lot of other people recently, when he put his fist out and like the, the, the way he sold, like, don't you dare, like, leave me hanging again. Like, did it, he, he's like, don't, like, don't you do it. Sold the hell out of it for me. I was like, he, he better not. Like, I need to see it right now. And Seth obviously does it. Huge reaction. Angle comes out, makes the match. The only little bit of a nitpick I have is that Sheamus and Cesaro and the tag titles have taken a backseat. They're just kind of like just thrown into this story. But I do love that they have made this happen. They did a good job booking it, and they did a good job putting them in the Mm -hmm. storyline, in my opinion. I think they did a great job. I mean, between the singles match... I wasn't here last week to state. Dean Ambrose and Cesaro last week was awesome. Mm -hmm. That was a great match. Um, it's one of those things. There are four singles wrestlers that are great in the ring. Um, they can go. They can bring it. And, I mean, you got all of them. You see them in their backstage promos. Livid about, you know, the slander from the other team, losing to the other team, losing to the other guy. Uh, I, I think they did a great job with it. Oh, I do, too. Alo. Well, I agree with you about the beginning of this. Like, you leave me hanging, you leave me hanging. I was like, this is dumb. But thank God it picked up. Because like I said, even last week, the crowd went crazy for it, but Rollins left. Mm-hmm. And this week, they finally got it, and the crowd went crazy for it as well. And I said this a few weeks ago, I think when Laugh was here, this is going to be a match of night. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. I think this will probably get, if not the most time, it'll get the second the most time. So let's hope they don't introduce a new tag team title so this match gets booed for the whole thing. Yeah. Or, or, the, or the Heart Foundation makes a triumphant return. Yeah. 
or the British Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this will probably be the best match on the card, and they did a great job developing the story. But this is, like I said, this is similar to what Cesaro and Sheamus went through last year in their best of seven series. Best of seven series when they were challenging for the New Day. The New Day beca- became the prop in this, the tag titles. They became a prop in that story as well. So I am looking forward to this match, no doubt. Me too, Brett. Yeah, I mean, both Seth and Dean have really lost a lot of steam for me, but this and this week and the week before kind of picked it up for me. This week more so because they really sold it. Like like you said, like the going back and forth, putting the fist out and not like going for each other. Like that like I was like, Come on, just do it already. Like I need to see it and then when it happened, Eck ended up texting me like, I know it's cheesy but I kinda like it. <laughs> and I went ahead and like, Yeah, me too. I mean yeah, it was I'll satisfying say, when it finally happened. I'll yeah. tell you what, not only that, but you could also tell, like, the emotion must have been flowing so much for them. They kind of missed. Yeah. The first time they did it, yeah. they, they crossed arms. And, I mean, it, it's one of those things, I mean, basically since the podcast started, and mainly when he was getting, uh, you know, his singles runs with the IC title and the, the world title um, when he was with SmackDown, you know, you guys all had your negatives about Dean. And, obviously, you know, I, I never really, you know, turned against him and, with Seth's face run, I mean, everyone kind of lost their steam with him. But they are so, when they're together, especially as a team, it's so easy to get behind them. Yeah. I mean, what what other thing, I'll tell you what, watching, you know, the normal five hours of weekly WWE programming on the USA Network, there's nothing, I don't think there's another storyline you can get more emotionally involved in. Yeah, I've always said that Dean has to be with Seth. No, but I'm, ju- I'm just saying, right now, w- that going on compared to any other storyline, oh, yeah. there's nothing you it's can the get best... more invested, like, emotionally behind. Yeah, it's the best story. And you can tell th- those two love being back together. Mm-hmm. You can tell. My mark question for the week, mm-hmm. do they match or do they come out as individuals? Can individuals they come through a crowd and use Roman's music? So, <laughs> so you think they're going to take the, the prep mix? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I might have to send them a cease and desist. <laughs> I think they definitely come out. Yeah, individuals. Yeah. Uh, and as much as I thought it was stupid at the beginning, like, come on, just do it already. It helped make that moment more satisfying when it happened. Yeah, but it was like they teased it and he didn't get it. Yeah, but it just felt like they were like whining kids, like, come on, man. Come yeah. on. Like, but that's that's why, like, and they've called themselves brothers for what, three, four years, four plus five years? Jeez, how long has it been now? Well, when did the Shield start? 12? Late 11? 12. So, I mean, since 2012, they've been calling each other brothers, technically. Mm-hmm. So. Booker T with the phenomenal commentary. I mean, them growing at it, it was one of those things where, all right, like Troy's sitting there like, oh, they're never going to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, it just it shows you. I mean, like, that is one of the things. Like, I can punch my brother, but you can't. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Troy, yeah. Troy Gray and Michael Cole. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, Alo, who wins this match at SummerSlam? Rollins and Ambrose. Pratt? Cesaro and Sheamus. Eck? The Hounds of Justice, excluding Reigns. I'm really torn on this one, too. I'm just going to say Seth and Dean because I feel like it makes sense to run with it. I don't know. Uh, but I I do have a hard time seeing Sheamus and Cesaro lose them because they, they really have had a better run together than I think anyone ever expected. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the, the brothers in arms... 
end up the tag team champions at the end of Sunday night. The two fisters. Yeah. Cruiserweight division. We have a new cruiserweight champion. Whoa, why? Yeah, I first of all the match was great. Yeah. Yes, it yes. was. Yeah. Awesome match. But I could not be happier to see Tazadal is celebrating with Titus Worldwide. Like, to me that was like the culmination of this. Like this is this thing they just kind of threw out there. Who knows if they thought it was going to be anything. It kind of turned into something people started to enjoy, and now it's like the brand of champions. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing Titus has ever done. Mm-hmm. You think they get Wheaties boxes? I what about Cinnamon Toast Crunch? <laughs> I created that. <laughs> I created that. What, what about Cinnamon Toast Crunch? No, Wheaties. Breakfast champions. <laughs> Khaled's got a Cinnamon Toast Crunch, so I think that's more where uh, Titus' head's going to be at. His, his, don't, don't talk about it. His, his album is horrible. Don't talk about it. But yeah, Titus Worldwide, I was, I was really happy about it. I do want to give my tip of the cap to Neville for an unbelievable cruiserweight title run. And his Twitter's great follow right awesome. now. Awesome. Have you seen, did no. you see his pictures at 205 Live, like how broken he looked? Yeah. His hair was all like puffed up and mm-hmm. puffy and stuff. He hasn't showered in days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like, I love that he is living the character. I got, I don't wanna, I don't want to be the one to kill the vibe in here, but did it just feel like Sazawa's wind came off a little flat? I don't know if I'd say flat. I'd say unexpected. I don't think that because you know when it was advertised for SummerSlam, then they said, "Oh boy, having it on Raw." So you know what that means it's going Tyler's going to change hands. But what I mean flat, I meant like it's not as important because Neville had Neville has been hardly been on Raw, and you got to cater to the to the. They they try to sell two or five live. I know I, th- I believe Neville's been on two or five live, but you have to sell. 205 Live on Raw, and your champion hasn't been a focal point on Raw. Tazawa has, so you'll feel good for Tazawa, but it's like on last night on Raw, two two nights ago on Raw, it's just like Neville just showed up. And it's like, it's it's like, like you're you're happy for Tazawa, but it's not like, oh, you're like, oh, he finally did it. Mm -hmm. So we've all seen the video on .com, right? Of what? By now, from last week. Yeah. Of Tazawa, the press conference. Yeah. So. 205 Live, not to step on FCA's toes, but they won't review this till next week. <laughs> 205 Live, they have their celebration. Neville comes out and Titus says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something to you in Japanese." Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> I popped for that after watching that video. <laughs> yeah, the reason I don't think it felt well, for me anyway. Um, is because I think I was so set on I wanted him to win it and nobody else seemed to think he would so I didn't expect it um, and I was just happy to see it um, yeah it was, like, it was a great match it was a good it was the a crowd was not into it for a lot yeah. of it by the way he has my favorite suicide dive in wrestling oh yeah he gets me pumped and then his finisher I love the top rope he repeat it like he killed himself and then he got up yeah. and did it again mm-hmm. yep so, I mean, my thing with the ending on it, now, I'll say, and I don't necessarily have something against his Allen. I think Titus O'Neil is the best thing for his character because I, I had a hard time getting behind him. I'm like, oh, he's, he's great, but he, in my opinion, he was not the guy to dethrone Neville. Um, speaking on what Aaron just said about giving away the match, like, oh, you get the match early, but it almost felt like this week they gave you 
everything, like half the card early. Mm-hmm. Like you got Balor Bray early. We'll get to that. <laughs> but you got that again on SmackDown. So you got several, I think five matches this week you got early. So my, my thing is, I and I could see in the non-title pictures, it would make sense like, oh, okay, this way it doesn't have to go past SummerSlam. We'll give one person a win now. We'll give it there. Maybe we don't need a rubber match or you get a rubber match on free TV. This I didn't, I didn't see happening. I mean, I'm watching it and, you know, Troy's like excited. He's getting into the match, and he's in, you know, Raw with Troy. It's going to be an ongoing thing in the near future. So stay tuned for Mad Madness Twitter. But my um, my thing is, I'm you know being the heel dad saying, I was like, no, he's not going to win. He's not going to win. And Troy's getting behind him. Like he, he's seen the guy have maybe three matches, and he's into it, and he wins, and he's like. Oh, I told you. <laughs> I didn't see it coming, and I said this a hundred times when we reviewed Backlash. If you surprise me, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm for it. So yeah. I, I loved it. I do kind of feel like it. I don't know that it should even be on SummerSlam now. I know why it's on SummerSlam. I think Neville just wins it back. Neville's going to regain the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, and, and that's about, another reason I said it fell flat because it's just to get the belt off Neville for a week to cut his reign. So that was another reason why I well, didn't. I think, I think it's to get heat back on him. Well, that was another reason why it di- I didn't feel flat for me is I was watching that thinking it was on Raw instead of SummerSlam. No. So, like, I had seen some things on Twitter earlier in the day saying they moved it to Raw. Probably they realized they had too many matches booked. So I was like, okay, cool, we'll get the match tonight. We get the, the title change. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. No. Then I found out on that Tuesday the- that it was still on SummerSlam. Yeah, but I was like, uh, come no, on. Dis- no disrespect to the match. I wish, like, like what the hell did he, like, because they need the quote-unquote cool-down cool matches. Like, I wish that would be the match before the main event. But mm-hmm. that, well, the thing is, the Cruiserweights, they have to have a match. Like, they, you have this vision. You, they, you have to have at least one match on the pay-per-view. So that's a lot of years. Like, okay, that was going to win the title right here. And like I said, it fell flat because I know that you know, Neville hasn't been on Raw and the fact that he's just going to get dropped the title back on, at SummerSlam. Yeah. But it was, it was good a good thing for, for him and for the Titus brand, Titus mm-hmm. Worldwide, because they, they actually have something... On their on their um, on their mantle, like hey, yeah. hey, I let I let a character out as a cruiserweight championship. That goes yeah, about Titus how long has a new thing on his resume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that we saw on Monday that we'll see again on Sunday, Eck mentioned Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt <sighs> had a brawl backstage. Finn didn't want to wait till SummerSlam. I'm glad you did that. So yeah, I, I'll always do that. Um, Angle makes the match tonight. And immediately it's like, okay, they're going to have Finn lose, so we get the demon at SummerSlam. I invented that. And that's what we got. Match was fine, I guess. The, the th- I think my favorite part of the match was that the way Bray manhandled him off the top rope into the sister Abigail. Then he hit the other one. What would you guys think of the bloodbath? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I said I said weeks ago, had this had to play out, and they did it for the most part. But I guess if after listening to the show, Brian Gerard James ran raw, he would have did it properly. <laughs> I said that this had to happen. They had to have a match before SummerSlam to get the demon out of Finn Balor, and they did it perfectly. Like Angle getting get, getting alerted that hey Finn Balor Bray Wyatt having a brawl backstage. Like hey you hey you you know what you two gonna fight tonight? Then the match happens. I'm like okay, something like I've always, I talked about um, the supernatural elements that had to be a, a, a key part of this because you have to get the demon out of Finn Balor. But nope, 
Bray Wyatt beats Finn Balor clean as a whistle, and then Bray Wyatt it, it, the lights go out and he has a bucket of, of blood. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Like, what, what is so supernatural about that? He has a bucket of yeah, blood. Yeah, the light should have came on and he was covered in blood. Yes, that's because that's what I want to say. Because I'm now granted that goes back to the brood, but I would have rather yeah. seen that than him holding exactly a that. That's supernatural. Like Bray could have popped up. On the tie, back up on the tie-in truck. Could have cut the lights out. Break it a bit on the tie-in truck. Can I just say how much I loved the bloodbath? By the way, what from the brood? Yes. Oh yeah, it was awesome. We would when we had a shore house in Sea Isle City. At a certain point every night when we had a party, we'd throw on the WWF CD, and we yes. that's, that's how long ago this was. We Volume still four. The CDs. And when that music <laughs> would, when that music would come on, we would always turn the lights off. And everyone, I guess, who was in the house, who was in the know, would just, like, throw their beer. <laughs> so the lights would come back on and people would be soaked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like... And just imagine being someone who doesn't watch wrestling and having no idea what just happened. Why, why did I just get soaked in beer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The worst thing that ever happened to me was... Now, granted, I was on the inside. I was doing the, the beer bath thing. That's what we were calling them, a beer bath. <laughs> lights go out one time. I throw my beer... All of a sudden, my eyes, my face is soaked and my eyes are burning. The lights come back on. Somebody who didn't live in our house threw a Riptide Rush Gatorade and it went right in my eyes. <laughs> so, like, back to what I was saying, like you said, like the brood. And I remember um, when the Undertaker fought Mr. Kennedy in the first blood match in the SmackDown prior. Kennedy! <laughs> he, he, he was on the screen. He was on the screen. Kennedy was in the ring. Taker had a blood bath battle. Set a blood bath battle. That's all you had to do. Like, what's so supernatural about pouring a bucket and Finn Balor just rolling around the ring? Like, what, like, what is that? Yeah. That's, there's nothing supernatural about that. And then he runs a Kurt Angle. Backstage, and, and he's like, I, I need to find Kurt. And he's like, I got demons too. And then, and then right after the next match, we'll find out at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam. But then after that, after the next match, they have breaking news like, who are the demon Finn Balor? Like, first of all, we know the demons coming no matter what, because Finn just said it. But Thank don't, you. but don't give us don't advertise. Don't, don't, don't advertise. advertise. Because, like, we know it's coming, but let let us be like somewhat intrigued. But at least really surprise the eight year old. Exactly. <laughs> Like, like, like don't like why are you gonna tell us? Don't tell us that, because like what like we know it's coming, but let us have like some intrigue about it. Right, I agree. Anybody else excited for this? No. Um, my yeah, my, they my best friend it. explained my frustrations. I mean that that was my big complaint. I mean like I saw the promo there, and I'm sitting there. Actually, never mind. I'm watching Raw. I'm like 20 minutes behind, and I see it on. I saw it on social media, and I'm like. Wait, they're advertising like this? I was this gotta be an edit. And then a couple minutes go by, boom, it's on TV. And I'm like, why advertise it? Like it's obvious. Like we got the tease of the music last week. He was just covered in paint. I guess he'll be covered in paint in a couple of days. Yeah. So I mean they, that's the biggest nitpick of tab of the world. Yeah, so before we get into predictions about this, everybody's in agreement, Neville on Sunday in the cruiserweight match? Yes. yes. Okay. Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor. The other former. I'm assuming we're all in two agreement. Two former NXT <laughs> champions are going to win both yeah, I'm matches. assuming we're all in agreement. Yeah, Finn, Finn Balor wins. The demon wins. Yes. Not, not the demon king. Yeah, the demon. don't. I'm glad you mentioned it. Uh, thank you, WWE, for not going the demon king route. I kept waiting for you to bring that back. You didn't. I appreciate it. Just let him be the demon. That's enough. Uh Big cast in the big show. I don't even want, I don't want to talk about it. Just give me your <laughs> Thank predictions. Thank you. Thank you. Big cast. Cast. All right. We're all in agreement. 
Next week on Raw, I think I'm going to actually pay attention. I want to find out how much of the three hours is just of the show is just them recapping the show. Because I would guess they got to be close <laughs> to a half hour of just recaps of what's already happened. And then there's 45 minutes of commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they got two hours and 15 minutes of actual programming. And I'd be shocked if it was less than 25 minutes of them recapping what's already happened. But I'm, and I'm debating if I should do the what happened last week as part of it. I don't know. No, what they, you they, think. They merge them. Or, or, or a separate category. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I kind of am curious uh, how much of the show is just them saying what already happened. I like it. Raw was good. I thought it was pretty good this week, though. Better than a lot of weeks recently. Yeah, and the crowd added a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Plus Raw with Troy. Yeah, always always makes it better. I hope that becomes a staple. <laughs> I, it sounds like Anytime it Anytime I'm watching it live, it's, it's going to be. <laughs> uh, SmackDown, they have, I believe, five matches on the card. WWE Championship match, we have Shinsuke Nakamura defending against Jinder Mahal. I think everybody was pretty dead set on... Corbin was going to cash in, but I think that's not going to happen now because he <laughs> cashed in on Tuesday night. So good. And lost. So good. I'm curious how everybody feels about that, first of all. So, uh, again, uh, a little different where I was only watching Raw uh, Monday, about 10, 15 minutes behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, SmackDown, I started an hour and a half behind. So I think by the time I caught up, and I was, I don't know, I think like 10 minutes behind the main event. I searched the social media and they have like Baron Corbin's old image from when he first got called up. And I just saw like a wow caption. And I was like, well, let me log out of this. I was like, wow, he, he cashed in. And the cash in, I'm watching the cash in happen and I see him get pinned and I laugh. <laughs> I laugh. I love it. I mean, it's, again, it's one of those things when you, you're surprised. You're you surprised. Say, what is this? I don't know. I wouldn't. No? No. I, he cashed in. You know, they made a big deal about for how long that everyone that cashes in wins. It's not very often that they cash in and they lose. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are indifferent on him. Supposedly he has heat backstage. Um, and it... I, I tuned into SmackDown to watch the Fashion Files, which I had a hard time finding this week, <laughs> and you gave me another reason to watch, because we got a cash in. But, but we did get a title change, but I, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. Prep? I was yeah, surprised. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know why they, like, I don't think they gave the briefcase to Baron in the beginning, gotcha. knowing that it would be a failed cash in. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what made them change their mind. Was it that everybody was dead set that Nakamura was going to win and get cashed in on, or they just like were like, "Oh, this is this isn't working." Like he wasn't really selling the briefcase anyway. Like, like I said, I always forgot he had it until I saw him with it. Yeah, like Carmella on the other hand sells the hell out of having the briefcase. Yeah, still wearing the money yeah. outfit. <laughs> I guess we'll get to that later on, but. <clears throat> Everybody's, I think, looking too much into it. Like, oh, Jinder's foot hit the ropes, or he was under the ropes when he pinned him. Baron's shoulder was up. Like, I think that's, I think those are all just coincidences. Yeah, like, they're not. They going really down didn't that road want him to have the briefcase. There's the there's the theory that he got into it with Dave Meltzer, and he blocked a bunch of WWE employees on Twitter, and people are mad at him. 
he, he gets, know, it, he gets into a lot of um, heated battles with Twitter fans. Twitter beefs? Yeah. <laughs> fans. Yeah, but so does Kevin Owens. and Well, Kevin Owens is... He's a, he's a three-word assassin. Yeah, Halo, <laughs> you liked it? Yeah, I loved it. I wish it was one O out of good. <laughs> so like, I wish it was longer because even when he came out in tax scene, I was like, "Why is he gonna cash in Ginger's down?" And then when I saw Cena creeping up, oh, okay, Cena's gonna cost him the money in the bank. I don't know how. Is that or it's gonna turn into disqualification? So I was like, "Okay, we got we got something here." And then Cena calls in the match. He just, Ginger just rolls him up. I'm like, okay, this 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 is great because now that adds. More of, a, more of a more fuel to the whole Cena Corbin match at SummerSlam because Cena Cena didn't really do anything, but he did cost Corbin the title. Like a lot of people were upset or whatever. I'm like, do you guys don't do you guys even really like Baron Corbin? Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like the excitement of Money in the Bank. But what has it been like two three before Corbin was like it was twice nobody when um Cashin was unsuccessful. But it's like come on like. Who was unsuccessful besides Cena? Cena, 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 Cena. Cena. Cena got the squal- Cena was disqualified in his match. Can I just say? There's some somebody said that it was embarrassing that Sandow lost it. I love that cash in. Yeah, it was an actual match. This yeah. is it, this is more embarrassing than Sandow. No, no, time out. No, despite it being embarrassing, I may be the only, I may be in a um, minority here. I avidly said that I do not like Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. I still hate that he has the WWE Championship. I'm hoping he had 19 matches with Randy Orton, and then he's going to drop it to Nakamura at Nakamura's first chance. However, I think this helps his credibility. He had a match with John Cena, and then he goes Orton, and he has a match with Corbin, and he beats him. Like, oh, he beat Corbin clean. I mean, it's good for him, at least. Yeah. So, I've seen... I've come around. I, I didn't really dislike it when it happened. I was kind of like, I don't really know what to think about this. Didn't expect it to happen tonight. I was kind of on the fence, though. Um, but in the moment, I was, like, captivated by it. Because it was like, this is a big deal that's happening right now. So two different thoughts I've seen on it. One, a guy by the name of Jeremy Bennett um, hosts Lost in the Midcard podcast. Uh, he actually mentioned my trip to the Performance Center. Uh, when I wrote about it, I guess about a year and a half ago, he tweeted today basically saying he loved it because it solidified gender a little more going into SummerSlam. It took away the idea of like the cash-in looming over that yeah, match too. Yeah. that everybody saw happening, and it added more heat into the Cena and Corbin match because now Corbin has even more of a reason to want to you know, break Cena's neck. Yeah. So I can get behind that thinking. My cousin John Fonash... This guy lives in my head, it seems yeah, like. My cousin John Fonash, listener of the show, he's admittedly a casual fan. He'll tune in for a while. Sometimes he'll tune out. Recently he's been more tuned out because he hasn't really been enjoying it that much. But he watched on Tuesday night, and his feeling was, and I love this because you know how much I love to troll people who hate <laughs> Cena or Roman, his feeling was he would have loved it if... Corbin cashed in and won, and all of a sudden we got backdoored into a Cena title shot <laughs> at SummerSlam, and then Cena wins the title. I think that's what laughing was. <laughs> I, th- I thought this was going to lead into, once I saw cash, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to get two Fatal 4 wins. That's not happening. Um... Yeah, I, I was Obviously like, you know, it's not. We know it's not. Yeah, he texted me that this morning. I was like, you know what? I would have loved that if they did that, because people would have been pissed. 
So I was like, I'm going to mention that on the show tonight because that would have been pretty great. But I, I do like the idea that they took that out of the equation completely, and now that match is just the match. Yeah, because both both men, world and women's titles, the Money in the Bank was going to be looming over both of those matches anyway. Mm-hmm. So that that was another good point that I got to mention. Yeah, but universally everybody liked it. I did, yeah. I, I love. Did you see Cena laughing and the yeah. girl giving him the mm-hmm. finger? Yeah, and he's just standing there taking yeah. it. Like a champ. <laughs> that that girl's a, a perfect match for six five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. We should find out who she is. Think she think she kissed the black guy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she ever kissed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! United States Championship. Uh, we have. Kevin Owens challenging AJ Styles with Shane as a special guest referee. AJ does a segment where he wants to offer his apology to Shane. Shane basically, because he basically didn't want to get screwed over by Shane. Shane ultimately says, like, I get it, it was inadvertent, but just don't let it happen in the match. Owens comes out, tries to kind of stoke the flames, accidentally kicks Shane himself. And as much as I loved how Dean sold the idea of not wanting to be left hanging on that third attempt at the fist bump on Monday, my God, the way Kevin Owens sold accidentally kicking Shane. (laughs) It's so good. Like, he really... I don't know how anyone could not like him or appreciate what he does. That's so good. He was so distraught. You gotta be four? Five? Five. You gotta be five. You gotta be five. Or be Vince Russo. (laughs) I think those, yeah, I think those are the only ways you can't like him. The dude is unbelievable. But the thing about Vince Russo is he's like, I don't like him. Then he'll say, Oh, I liked what he did. Yeah, makes no sense. Well, yeah, he doesn't like him because he's he's freaking fat. (laughs) Yeah, he's freaking fat, bro. He's freaking fat, bro. The Attitude Era. He would not have sold, bro. Yeah, I I enjoyed this. Eck, I'm assuming you enjoyed it too. Yes. Press SummerSlam, we got the House of Hardcore 5 rematch. <laughs> yeah, this is easily top two or three match of the night on SummerSlam. Am I the only one that hated the tagline of AJ Styles apologizes? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? Like, it could have just, it was not like a contract signing. Yeah. It's just, he didn't need, yeah, it didn't need to be. Or AJ Styles addresses Shane McMahon, mm-hmm. calls out. That's, that's all you had to be to tell him. AJ Styles apologizes. But I just love Kevin Owens coming down the ramp, so in, acting so innocent, like he had nothing to do with last mm-hmm. week. And like, it was on purpose. It was so good. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> everything he did in that segment was awesome. Everything he did in the segment the week before was awesome. And yeah, what he does on Sunday night is going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to this match. Uh, Alo, your prediction? AJ. Prep? Hmm. It has to be AJ. And I think something's going to happen with Shane and KO, and they'll have mm-hmm. their feud next. Yeah, and then they, they kind of told you what they're going to do because they took his Face of America Tron away. Yeah. Eck. And his shirt. Yeah. I, I miss the Tron, and I miss the red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I see Styles uh, moving forward with the U.S. title and doing a, the open challenge. I Maybe agree. Roman clamoring for that. Yeah, I agree. I I thought they're going to do Owens and Shane at SummerSlam, so I think they're going to they're going to have it going forward. I think this match leads to the Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon feud. AJ Styles retains the U.S. Championship. SmackDown Women's Championship: Natty against Naomi. Natty had 
she won a match with the sharpshooter against Becky. Uh, Naomi kind of saved Becky from a second sharpshooter. And then Carmelsworth comes out. <laughs> Carmella kind of taunts both of them. And then Ellsworth kind of slams the whole thing home by saying, whoever wins on Sunday, you lose. Loved it. I love. I think Carmella has really grown. I love that she has the Money in the Bank briefcase. I love that she's made it so important. I love that, like you said earlier, Prep, like you're well aware at all times that she has that. And I don't know if she's going to cash in on Sunday, but the fact that she could, I'm looking forward to it. I hope she just comes out and plays it up like <laughs> she's going to and just doesn't. Like she gives that shoulder shrug, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. walks back. Eck, what are your thoughts on the SmackDown Women's Championship match? There's many different scenarios this can play out. Uh, I'm interested because I don't think there's the one obvious. I mean, I think it's been said by de- many different people that we think, you know, uh, Natty des- deserves her run. Do we see her get a five-minute run and then she drops the farm <laughs> I hope they don't do that to her. Um, you know that's how they treat her. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, overall, I'm going to, take I guess, take the safe bet and say the glow takes the title. And we see that thing glowing on Tuesday again. Prep? Yeah, I think she wins. No cashing. Halo? I'm up in the air with this one. Because I, I kept saying Naomi's just kind of like been there. And they actually, it was, it was, it was kind of rough, but they actually finally got to the match. And Carmella's been an integral part of like how they got to this match. So she's still looming over this. It's like the whole Corbin was for the world title. And I don't think they would have had a Corbin cash in if, if they were to have a women's cash in. So I think Natty does win and does get cashed in on by Carmella. Hmm. I don't want to see that happen. Like, I'm all for Natty getting a women's championship. I think she deserves it. I think the stuff she did with Charlotte last year was awesome. And I think she even did some really good stuff since getting to SmackDown. The, I don't remember what we were calling the character she was doing for a while, but when she was oh, quoting... Oh, singer? Yeah, yes. quoting like the old lines from songs I thought yes. were great. I enjoyed the stuff they did with the welcoming committee. I think Natty deserves it. I, I don't want to see her get cashed in on, though. Yeah, because it's been six years since she's held a, a title. And I feel like if she doesn't win this one, I don't know if she's going to... I mean, I know they could obviously always throw her in the title mix again, but I feel like if she doesn't win it now, I don't know when she will. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, and, and like if, you know, she, even if she does get gets cashed in on, you know how like, to throw accolades in. Oh, she's a former women's champion. So if she does get cashed in on, she still has that accomplishment. But like I said, she hasn't held a title in six years. Mm-hmm. She deserves it more than anybody in my opinion. But you know what? Naomi's held it for a while now. I mean, the longest reign in SmackDown with the SmackDown women's title, obviously not a lot of reigns. But it's gotta be, I think it's well over 100 days, yeah. Since WrestleMania. Oh yeah, so that's it, it, it's, it's more four, than Alexis. four and a half months. It's more than Alexis. So we're looking so, at yeah, it's, uh, it's probably like 140-ish days. They've given her a pretty decent run with it. I could see Natty winning, Carmella cashing in, and then we get a Natty and Carmella feud. Maybe that's a way it could justify Who's it. Who's a baby face? Anyway. Uh, Natty. Natty. 
So, yeah, I'm going to say Natty wins and Carmella cashes in. Um, and I would enjoy that if they move forward with Natty and Carmella. Um, are you guys looking forward to this match at all or this whole story playing out? Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I like Natty, so. Yeah, you can't, who, who really hates Natty? Like, even as a heel, like, like mm-hmm. how can you not share Natty? Yeah. Aaron made a good point. There's not many people in the division that, or in either show, that deserve it more than her. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the stuff she's done since the brand slip, but also demoting herself, going to NXT and helping build that brand. Uh, I look forward to seeing it playing out, but I will say it is one of those things with what the SummerSlam card is. It's a forgettable feud. Yeah. Um, has anybody listened to Naomi on the Jericho podcast? I haven't. I started... I'm... I have like 20 minutes left. It's, a lot like, of, it's really good. That's kind of what I was hoping. Um, I was like literally getting through the intro. I was pulling up. Really? <laughs> yeah, that, that's when I, I'm going to check out. The, the other wrestling podcast. <laughs> um, tag team division. He another sent, one. He sent me a DM trying to get me on. I haven't got back. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, we saw the Usos in the New Day. But before that, we saw the Usos and Daniel Bryan. Yes! And, good Lord, how great was that? <laughs> how cool Daniel Bryan thinks they are. I thought that was unbelievable. I'm trying no. to be in your rap group. <laughs> what? That's the right way to handle a pound. Yeah. How, does, how do you guys feel about the Uso's new music? I hate it. Yeah. I couldn't put my finger on it or what it reminded me of. But do any of y'all watch the Boondocks? Mm-hmm. Have you? Nine a long time. All right, well, okay. Well, you remember the episode where um, Thugnificent moved <laughs> up to the block? Yeah. And um, Granddad heard all the music b- uh-huh. bouncing. It's like, what is that? It's like, booty bop, booty bop, booty bop, chill. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I was like, what does this remind me of? Like, that's it. Did Grandpa save, like, save some girl from Thugnificent? Something like that. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> okay. yeah, not a fan of it. But I did love that segment with Daniel Bryan. I thought it was hysterical. Uh, everything about it was awesome. Yeah, him saying, I want to be in your rap group. Him putting his hands like rock, paper, scissors style over the the fist bumps. <laughs> and then them walking away and him saying, oh, they're so cool. Like, that he legitimately just thinks they're cool. I thought it was hysterical. Um, we officially are getting Big E and Xavier Woods. Which, you know, I'm happy about. I always like to see Xavier Woods get to work in the ring. The Usos got a win on Tuesday, so I just assume the New Day is going to win on Sunday. Pre-show, what do you guys think about that? I don't like it. I think we just said, I mean, the match of the night for Battleground, the best match of the show was the New Day versus the Usos for SmackDown Tag Titles. The next pay-per-view event, let's put it on the pre-show. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Well... And rec- well, if you think about it, it's being replaced for Seth Rollins and Ambrose against Shizaro. So true. At least, yeah. There's, I guess, it's a good replacement. I just think that deserves to be, yeah. on the main card. And, and uh, again, I'm not trying to undermine no one, but I mean, we were just mentioning the SmackDown Women's Division. In my opinion, I, I don't know if that's an answer. I would figure that match would be in the pre-show before this match, unless there's a cash-in, in which case. They have to do it. I, I guess. Big Show and Big Cast shouldn't be on the main card. Yeah. No. 
They will do a shark cage on the pre-show, but who cares about the shark cage? But they could be the buffer since nobody's going to care about it. Yeah, yeah, literally nobody is. Gonna I, care. I I will be refilling a beer during that. <laughs> um, prediction: New Day or the Usos? Um, New Day. Prep. New Day. New Day. All right, we're all in agreement on the New Day. Eck, you didn't get to see Fashion Peaks. Jesus. They said Can this someone their... tell me the time this comes on? <laughs> it well th- this. Past one, I think, came on right before. Yeah, it was right before the tag team match. If right? I miss it again next right week, the main event, if maybe? I miss it again next week, Comcast is giving me a discount. I think it's, it's not on next week. Event. Two so, weeks. Yeah, they're going to be back in two weeks. So next week, you don't have to worry about finding it. They did say this was their last visit to Fashion Peaks. Again, as a watcher of the show, a lot of really good references in it. If you don't watch the show, it's obviously not going to mean anything. But. Dango really selling the idea that he was probed by the aliens. <laughs> mentally probed. Yeah, mentally probed. I should have said, said that. I That will never get old to me either, the way he talks. <laughs> mentally probed. I should have said that from the beginning. And then The Rock, they say, uh, you know, he didn't want to say where The Rock was. The Space Rock. Because it's a rock in space. Speaking of the other wrestling podcasts, mm-hmm. they, they recently just did one with Jericho and they were pretty entertaining, or not just were they entertaining. I mean, there's two guys on Jericho. I think it ran just over an hour, mm-hmm. and I swear it went by. It felt like it went by in ten minutes. Those, those, really, those were <laughs> so good. We say it every week. Um, your your buddy Laugh is not a fan of mm-hmm. the um, silliness. He's not a fan of the silliness, but he he also agrees they they need they need the SmackDown tag titles. They deserve it. We're all clamoring for it. I don't know. It's almost like at the end of this fashion house. Do they got to turn them heel so they go over on the uses? Like, I, my I, I don't thing care. is, they don't know how it ends, and that's why they keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, and then the fact that, see, it's hard because the rumor a month ago was that it's going to be Sanity or AOP. But it, you would do that. I'm not sure which one of us that was. <laughs> but I'm not sure if it's. I mean, well, I guess it'll go to whoever loses on Saturday. Is that what we're saying? I, I'm guessing, but the NXT won't have any tag teams. No, I don't. I, I I think we still stick with it. it's either it's Luke and Eric. Yeah, I think they don't know they're, what they're, they're doing. Now shows is, so it's just going to go on indefinitely. Maybe that's why they're taking a week off. It's like, all right, we need to take a week <laughs> to figure out how this ends. Because I don't know even what show they could even parody if they're not like I don't know where they could even go. I'm sure they have something up their sleeve. I I hope they do because they they deserve to at least resolve this properly. Wasn't there a movie with The Rock and Wahlberg? They could parody that. Yeah, Pain and Game. Pain and Game. <laughs> they could do something about the post office. The, oh, that'd be good. <laughs> Gosh, so Honestly, they should be hiring that's whoever's the, writing the post office. That's not law enforcement. You guys deliver packages. <laughs> um, Orton and Rusev, my only note for this is who cares? Out of nowhere. Yeah. Listen, I, I skipped wins? over that. Beef to the Comcast remote. I, I thought it was in the middle of this uh, match with Gable. Um, that the fashion files happen. Still can't find it, but neither here nor there. Rusev. Rusev goes over, yes. I was going Randall. Ruru. Hmm. No title at stake. Rusev does, or Orton doesn't need it. He just got a clean win over the champion. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'll make a pick just because I feel like I have to. You so I'll say care. Rusev because I'd rather see Rusev win. Um... I guess it's everything on the show. Are you are you guys really looking forward to SummerSlam? Like, I think after you scale know, of one to ten, how much are you looking forward to? Eight point ninety three. Okay, it's pretty yeah. good score. 
I mean, the triple main event. I, I'm excited. For <laughs> oh, it's, it's only three. <laughs> Ron's favorite thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking forward to. This. I give it about an eight. Besides the two world titles, what's the third one? Rollins and. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we agree that's gonna be the best match. <laughs> I just was wondering what you're calling the main event. Yeah. Halo. The four way. <laughs> well, Ron. Um, Raw and SmackDown, they did a good job building it up for me because I was not looking forward to this at all um, a couple weeks ago. So I was at a th- four. I'm at a seven now because hmm. I'm looking forward to the Raw tag title match. The Fatal 4, that's going to be a monster match, as you say. Um, I'm looking forward to the women's title match on, on both on both shows. So I'm really interested to see what happens. So Ronnie versus the world starts now. <laughs> I'm right now at a one, not for any other reason than Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. That crowd made me not even want to watch wrestling for like three months last year. It was so bad. They did the same thing at NXT the night before. They did the same thing at SummerSlam the year before. The NXT crowd for the first takeover Brooklyn was great. Good news is you get it again next year. Yeah, I know. I, I was I was pissed. When I saw that, I was like, "Why? They, why did they do it? They do it at the SummerSlam every time. They they did it in LA, LA for a long time, like four or five years in a row, at least. But five, yeah. I think. yeah, yeah. So Ronnie versus World Brooklyn, you're getting one of the big four pay per views. You're getting the four day extravaganza. You know, yes, try to enjoy it. <laughs> be there. Be be a part of the show. Don't try to steal the show. Don't try to make the show less good than it could be. Don't make people watching at home not want to watch it anymore. Don't boo the belt. Don't boo when a great match is going on. Just sit there, watch the show, enjoy it. Cheer when you're supposed to cheer. Boo when you're supposed to boo. That's all I ask. I don't want to come out of Sunday hating you even more than I already do. And then having to watch a show in your arena on Monday and Tuesday. For, for argument's sake, uh-huh. I don't want them to be consistent and hate, hate the ball again. I mean, your, your big thing last year about them hating the belt was, they're going to be buying the belt in a week when it's available. <laughs> and they probably were. Oh, yeah. No, I, I want them to just enjoy the show and not take away from the people who are there. Especially because it's such a long show. Like, my God, that's why it made me so miserable last year. It was all that time of just so much misery around me. It, it just drives me crazy. Um, so we've mentioned... That WWE may want to look into writing the cre- or hiring the creative team that writes the post office. <laughs> I've said before I would like to see them hire the creative team writing the NBA. <laughs> How about the NFL? NFL, fine. I want them to hire Dick Wolf. But yeah, I want them to hire the creative team for the NBA because I want them to write LeBron James onto an episode of Unsanctioned. <laughs> the seat is still open for you, King James. Whenever you need a break from what's going on in Cleveland, there's a seat here for you at. 2173 Gimmick Street in Holmes, PA, just outside of Philadelphia. So, like I said, seat's always there for you. I'd like you to take me up on this offer one of these days. Doesn't have to be next week. Doesn't have to be the week after that. Just someday. I would like to promise that for the fans of Matt Madness. So Take that, Donovan. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he does not like me inviting LeBron on at all. Um, Yeah, you don't have to be on the perfect edge. Just be on, on unsanctioned. That's all we ask. Um, the perfect edge may be canceled <laughs> after we watch what what show is it? Fall Brawl '98. Oof, we're gonna change it to the perfect edge. 
Just cancel completely. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk and smack it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that that could happen. Mm-hmm. Just all of a sudden gone. Uh, that's the show for tonight. Unless anyone else has oh, anything they want to add. Got a couple questions. Oh yeah. From the Godfather podcast, mm-hmm. Joe Lafferty. Get ready. <laughs> I hope it's rumble related. <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised by the end of the SmackDown. It was a cap. It was a captivating for a brief moment. Even though I don't like Corbett, I wanted him to beat Gender at the precise moment. I was extremely disappointed in the roll-up of Death Finish, of course. Afterwards, and as I reflect, I keep going back to the basis of my original complaints that Gender and Corbin cannot. Gender, that Gender and Corbin should not be in, in these situations in the first place. Imagine a 30-minute match at SummerSlam with AJ and Owens, followed by a cash-in from Nakamura leading, leading up to another 30 minutes with AJ. That's never been done. Let AJ work his ass off. He can do it, <laughs> and people will compare that. <laughs> and people will compare that to the time limit hour-long match with Okada and Omega. So my question is, what is Vince doing with my heavyweight title? <laughs> Does Nakamura win and hold it for a while? Does AJ win Rumble and challenge Nakamura at Mania? Is there is there another shakeup? Please, please, pretty please, give me hope and leave up Mahal and Corbin because they stink. Did we predict this? I don't think we predicted for that title match. Well, I will I will tell you what he's doing with your world title. He's making it completely irrelevant until January for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I hope you have good seats to watch it. <laughs> not not on your couch either. Yeah, before we answer the question, who wins, Nakamura or Jinder? Nakamura. Prep? Jinder. Alo? Jinder. I'm going to take Nakamura. So, what is Vince take doing with your title? Uh, yeah, burying it, basically. Until? Are we talking about the title that Jinder's holding? Yes. And making it prestigious again? <laughs> yes, that one. Joe Laugh? Come on, man. You see what he's doing? He's having celebrations every week. He had a lady sing the national anthem for him. Yeah. The, How great was Nakamura singing? It was awesome. <laughs> singing at the end of his promo. Look, that, that segment made me feel uncomfortable, but I'm tired of this hate on gender. Like, the dude's doing what he can. That's the thing. I don't think it's hate on gender. I think it's like they're not a problem I've been talking about for a couple weeks now. They get a character to a certain point, and they say, okay, people think this about this character. Now we don't have to work on it anymore, and we just send him out there. He's just getting sent out there to do the same thing every the same week. thing every time, yeah. And the idea that we hate him because of his Indian heritage, that's so stupid. This is not 1984 anymore. Like, we're, we don't, this isn't the Iron Sheik. Like, when they first kind of started that, sure, that heat was good, but that's not long-lasting anymore. Really bad timing for that segment, too. Very bad timing. Yeah, I'm, they're burying the belt because they don't know how to handle the person who's holding it. It's not his fault. It's their fault. Well, one thing I want to add about Ginger about this past week on SmackDown, he actually fought the champion for once because he started the show and he ended the show. And then they, they got out of him losing to Cena, which is a good way to protect yeah. him. So I did like that aspect of it. And what they're doing with... And he got to overcome a cash-in. Yes. Which not many champions Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What a heel. Yeah. So, <laughs> Cena, Punk, and Gender. What an elite three. <laughs> so, what they're doing with your title laugh, they're giving it the finger. 
because I constantly say it, all types of business, each business gives you the finger. All the time, no matter what, no matter how much you look at it, every business gives you the finger in a way. And with WWE, it's not about the ratings anymore. It's about all these other things. It's about the make-a-wish. It's about the toy deal. It's about it's about the network. All the other things they have going on outside of WWE that, gener- that generate revenue, TV is the last thing that they're worried about. So do they have these great stars? Yes, but they're not worried about what the WWE title really means anymore because it's not going off of that anymore. It's not... They don't have any competition to actually push the envelope anymore. Now, are, is AJ, oh, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens great? Yes, they are, no doubt. They're fighting for the U.S. title. Should it be for the world title? I wholeheartedly agree. I might be going to debate that. But with the state of WWE is and now, they can afford to put the title on somebody that nobody cares about. But at the same time, they have to create new stars at some point. You can't just be like, oh... AJ Styles Kevin Owens should always be the champion. It's just like in t- the 2007 2010 era, they created no new stars. The only stars that they actually put the title on that people cared about because they've been there for such a long time was probably Jeff Hardy. And they gave it to Punk a couple times. But other than that, you saw Edge, Randy Orton, Batista, Triple H. Those are the only guys you ever saw with the world titles. They did not create any new stars. But. At a certain point, you have to create, a, attempt to create a star. If he come, if he has one run, fine. He has one run. Doesn't mean he doesn't get another one again. You'll just remember, you'll just remember that one run. Suddenly, he's gonna go down in history as the greatest world champion of all time. They can afford to do that mm-hmm. in this day and age, and it does not matter. The title and TV reigns do not matter, and it's only a one-time thing. Like, okay, he's not gonna be champion forever. Like, you, you'll forget about it when he loses it. Yeah. Grant, any. Any thoughts on what they're doing with Laugh's WWE title? <laughs> Laugh, just know that I can't wait for the Gender Mahal Defining Moments figure to come out. <laughs> like, that's not coming out. Just like the Miz didn't have a Defining Moments figure with the world title. <laughs> but he should because he successfully defended it at WrestleMania. <laughs> Do we have any other questions? And John Cena put over some young talent. Yes. <laughs> Big Mass John. <laughs> yeah, we got another question from... The Lethal J. Vargas, a.k.a. Elite Collector 215. Now that Corbin failed at cashing in, do you think that's an automatic that Carmella will be successful at cashing in or will she suffer the same fate? Carmella's going to win when she cashes in. Yeah, there's no way. I have no doubt. The first one, I can't see them having her not be successful. Yeah, Carmella. Completely agreed. I don't don't see... They're not going to give the first time... You know, SmackDown runs Money in the Bank, and they um, two briefcases, and neither of them are successful. Yeah. I'm already surprised that there was one cash in that was a failure. Because <laughs> I really wish they had made Money in the Bank with both brands and had like three women from SmackDown and three women from um, Raw. Same thing with the men, because that would have had some entry. Could have one briefcase on one show, yeah, and then the other case on the other show. So you you wouldn't have that problem because like people would be like, oh. Because you know how wrestling Twitter is, how stupid they are. Oh, they got both, they got two briefcases, both both time, both cashing successfully. So what? Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, we have another, we have another question from host of FCA, Derek McCauley. Is the failed Baron Corbin cashing the worst of all time? Sandow is widely regarded as the most embarrassing, but this was just bad. Also, what's the level of interest in this Nakamura gender match of SummerSlam? I don't think their styles will mesh at all. So, 
I was not watching at the time that that happened with Sandow. I've obviously since watched the match. And I, you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but that kind of killed Damian Sandow. Yeah. When he lost. So I'm going to say that's worse because I don't think that this was the end for Baron Corbin. He's a big guy that has a look that they like, um, that does a convincing job of playing a heel. I think his time will come eventually. I think he's in some hot water right now. So I would say Sandow's was worse. Obviously, if you just look at it like snapshot, yeah, like he was in there and he lost the thing in 30 seconds or less Mm -hmm. by a roll-up. Doesn't look good for him, but I I think the Sandow one was worse because I think it had longer-lasting effects on the rest of his career. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I'm going to pretty much uh, say the exact same thing because – I think up to, I guess, this date, I've been watching maybe for 50% of the time while the Money in the Bank's been in existence for the the winning, and I've seen more cash-ins, or at least was around when more of the cash-ins happened. Um, so, yeah, this definitely is not the worst. Uh, just a side question. Mr. Kennedy, how did his cash-in go? He didn't, he got hurt, so Edge had to take the briefcase off of him. So he dropped it to Edge on an episode of Raw. So Edge took his briefcase and cashed it in the, the SmackDown So following. Edge never won a ladder match for it. Edge won the first ever Money in the Bank so he at, had it at 21. Kennedy won, Kennedy won it at 23. No, hold on. Right. Yeah, because yeah, 23. Was 23. Yeah, 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 23. Kennedy went at 23, and Edge took that briefcase off of him. Kennedy got Kennedy got suspended or hurt or whatever. And then Edge won it on Raw. And then the next SmackDown, he beat The Undertaker because The Undertaker was actually hurt. Best friend privileges. Yeah, I guess I got that information at the bottom <laughs> yeah. of a hat. Yeah, I'm I'm the only one that really liked that Sandow cash in. I mean, I know after that happened, his career went down the drain. But I mean, I, I hated it at the time because I thought it was just to make Cena look so strong. Well, see, well, Sandow's cat, Sandow's with the briefcase was fantastic because I tell you they book you like crap. But he had the Sandow eyes briefcase, mm-hmm. the leather briefcase, the little chocolate bar, yeah, the, 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 the leather money in the bank briefcase, and the great heel turn on his partner. Yeah, and um, I was there. Oh yeah, that was mm-hmm. great. That was no prep. You think this one was? Oh, worse you were there. That one? I do mm-hmm. think that this one was worse. Yep. I think Sandow looked great, like in the match. Like, it's yeah, Cena won, but whatever. Yeah, the match was good. Yeah, because that was the night after Cena came back. Because Cena had he was hurt, and he came back and fought. Um, I think he beat did he beat Jericho for the world title. I forget what he, no he beat Del Rio for the world heavyweight title. And the next night on Raw, that's when Sandow tried to cash in on him, but it was unsuccessful. Yeah, yeah, and he beat the crap out of Cena, <laughs> and then like. I mean, it's just one of those, oh, creative doesn't really have anything. But then, I mean, he went to have one of the best runs of his career as Damien Mizdow. But that was the next year later, and that, that, that's the whole thing. It's like, it took a year from to have something, and with that, it was just a, a stunt double. Yeah. Uh, was that everything? Oh, he had another question about the Nakamura oh. gender mesh. I don't think about their style. You think the style's a mesh? I'm going to say no. I don't have any hopes for this match. I don't think it's going to be good at all. Because Nakamura, he's officially hit the Randy Orton. Thing for me <laughs> on the on the WWE roster because in NXT all his most of his matches were fantastic. His, his matches with Joe I'm not I wasn't a, bit, wasn't a big fan of. And his match with Bobby Roode stuff I was like eh, but unless it's like a top worker I don't think that he's been delivered in the w, on in the WWE roster. Yeah, it's a main roster. I mean I've been extremely let down. Yeah, yeah. Right. For someone for someone who watched him in New Japan. 
I get it's different companies. I get that they're different styles. But if you know you have one of the best workers in the world, wouldn't you let that person work? Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not always on him. It's like sometimes it's like what they allow you to do. Like for example, like the guys in the CWC, we love them in the CWC, but they're all rolling. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, but look who he's getting booked with. Like Ziggler on that. <coughs> like I don't really care. Like yeah, I get it's Nakamura, but they're not gonna do anything with me. Corbin, he's not a good worker. I don't expect much from this match. Yeah, I don't expect anything at all. Me neither, uh, and I'm a big believer in low expectations because I'd rather be pleasantly surprised and bitterly disappointed. So, yeah, I think that it's going to be – it's not going to be great. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to be really happy with it, except for the fact that if there's a chance Nakamura could be the WWE champion at the end, and people will pop for that. But the yeah. match itself – This is that good point because, I mean, like you don't expect nothing from the match. You either – me specifically, and people that feel the same way as I do, you're either going to be pissed off if Mahal leaves with the belt again, or the match could blow and Nakamura loses the belt. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you go home happy. <laughs> I got one more question for you guys. Uh-huh. All right, this isn't, this does is not mean anything, but we spoke about um, best man unveilings on Throwback Madness mm-hmm. last week. What famous promo... Would you use to unveil your best man? Hmm. To unveil a best man, hmm, that is tough. Uh, I would say I was just about to say something, something we forgot to mention on the top of the show because I'm always scatterbrained for the first two minutes. <laughs> Ric Flair, obviously going through a tough time. Everybody here, hoping and praying Ric Ric Flair pulls through. Arguably the greatest of all time. I think most would agree. Like, he's the... If you looked up pro wrestling champion in a a dictionary, you see a picture of Ric Flair. So, yes, hopefully he comes strutting and styling and profiling (laughs) out of the hospital soon. I would almost say anything like early 80s Ric Flair. (laughs) I can't think of a specific one right off the top of my head, but do you have one? Yeah. Triple H bringing in the the new DX. (laughs) The (laughs) X-Pac. The whole speech oh, word for word. In your blood? Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll have Angel holding your hero right here. Look to your blood. You look to the click. Prep the Talk to him, kid. <laughs> I guess the only other one I can think of is Hogan joining the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get trash thrown at you and your wedding party? Probably not. Okay. Ed, do you have one? I have one, but the uh, DX After Mania 14 is, is better. <laughs> <laughs> and then my best friend. I'm not saying it. Well, you're just keeping, it, keeping that one to yourself? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the show for this evening. For Ed 2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery. We'll see you next Hop on the top rope, by the land with this elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the basement man. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.